This episode of The Moms Network is brought to you by Basco Dermatology, your skincare experts. To the Moms Network, a talk show focused on moms and family. Today, Patty, Grace, Eric, and I are talking about mom bods. Oh, the mom bod. My youngest is 16, so I'm not sure I can call this baby weight anymore. <laughs> anyway, every mom has a different experience with pregnancy, childbirth, and their bodies after birth. What have your, have your experiences been? You know, it's so interesting. I remember being pregnant with my first yeah. and feeling the pressure to be a specific size during my pregnancy. Mm. You know, it, it starts- Like as it went along, yeah. like I'm four months, I'm five months. Yeah, yeah. and like just watching the chart. Yeah. Remember the um, chart in the doctor's right. office? Like, so you, you gain that 20 to 30 pounds if you stay within that range. And I would look at, you know, the chart, and then I look at my weight, and then I would look at the ice cream, and like, it's June. <laughs> and so it's, it, there's such a, a balance, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I yep. want to enjoy my pregnancy. I don't want to stress about this, but I want to have a healthy pregnancy. Sure. And then you see, of course, social media with all these oh cute celebrities, and their little oh, bumps, and it, it starts. like skin-tight dresses. Yes. It yeah. starts so early. It yeah. does. I think that's so interesting because you're right. Mom bod, actually, that conversation starts when you're pregnant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. And yes. I can remember going when I was pregnant with my oldest. I think it was like the fourth month in. And I had gained more weight than I was supposed to that month. And my husband, the only appointment he went to with me was this one. <laughs> oh, and as the doctor's like, you know, I'm not so, you know, maybe whatever you're eating. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. And my husband said, it might be those pumpkin, you know, those pumpkin, those things they have at Dairy Queen, the blizzard, the pumpkin oh. blizzard, pumpkin pie blizzard, because it was November. Right. I had to eat those. <laughs> And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, well, first of all, this is the last appointment you're ever coming to with me. True. But then I was like, maybe I should pay attention to what I'm eating. Maybe I can't just say I'm pregnant, so let's just let, just forget it. Mm -hmm. And then I remember going back at the end and having, I had lost too much weight at the end because my child had taken up so much space inside of me. Mm -hmm. And I remember yeah. crying in the doctor's office, like, well, what do you want from me? I gained too much, <laughs> I lose too much. But it's like, we just have all of a sudden, we think, we look at the chart, we look at these celebrities and we start, we're already self-guessing ourselves mm -hmm. in pregnancy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I thought was interesting is I was my healthiest when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that selfless mom mm -hmm. persona starts from, yeah. you know, the second you find out you're pregnant. And it's just yeah. so funny that we take such good care of ourselves when it's for someone else. Totally. Mm -hmm. And then once that baby comes out or maybe after you're done nursing, then how do we continue that and take care of ourselves? Because yes. ourselves, yeah. we need to be the priority for that little being that you took such good care of when they were inside. For you know? sure. Yes. Well, in the thought process that that really is something that we don't think about sometimes is mm -hmm. as soon as you're pregnant, you're like, oh, I, I'm taking care of someone else, so we're able to take care of ourselves better. Yeah. Um, and that needs to translate into everyday life right. as well. Right. Um, there's also a component of 
everyone's genetics are very, very different. Mm -hmm. I've had patients, I specialize in pregnancy at my practice, I've had patients that have put on 50 pounds and they're like, I am not eating anything different. And, and then they, they go through their pregnancy, they deliver, and within a month, they're back in a bikini. Right, and so everyone's body mm -hmm. expands and contracts differently and takes this all in. Um, I was telling my son, my 16 year old, that what we were doing today, and I said, oh, we're gonna tape. He asked me, like, what are we talking about? I said, oh, mm -hmm. one of the things is on mom bod. He's like, well, I don't understand what that means. So I was trying to explain mm -hmm. to him. He goes, oh, is it partially about your metabolism? I go, well, that probably comes yeah. into play. Yeah. I said, well, so if you had a baby, you would lose the weight like that, because we always joke about <laughs> his metabolism. Right. He goes, yeah, except I don't have ovaries in a uterus. I'm like, that's a oh, good, well, point. <laughs> yeah, good point. It is so interesting, and even like after a baby arrives, that first year, no one ever talks about the fourth trimester, yeah. right? Yeah. Where you're actually recovering. And if yeah. you're nursing, your body is not going to just snap right back into place. I mean, yeah. you're not going to see your feet for a few months. <laughs> and there's just going to be uh, ebbs and flows of it where you're trying to find your routine and baby's mm -hmm. routine. So mm -hmm. your usual schedule of working out and drinking your water and having your salads is going to be, well, I'm going to have my cold coffee and my kids' right. leftovers right. because yeah. that's all we have time for. And sleep. Yeah. Uh, no, oh, yeah. sleep. no sleep. I mean, that's oh. the number one thing. It affects so everything. I mean, it, it affects your cortisone everything. levels, and those go up. And no matter what you're doing, if you are getting interrupted within five hours of sleep, then forget it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. okay, I think, to forget it for a little bit. Yeah, I totally it's okay. Agree. I mean, people say, oh, I left the hospital only five pounds. Why are you weighing yourself <laughs> when you leave two days after you give birth? Right. Yeah. Like, just don't do that. Just not, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just be and nourish and, and try to sleep when you can. And then in six months, if you want to, you can take out that scale. But yeah. again, I don't know what it is, it's that pressure, it's a personality mm -hmm. type, whatever it is, but we just need to give ourselves some grace. No pun intended. <laughs> it's, it's that comparison, right? It truly is the thief of right. your joy because yes. you can be so happy with this baby and then so-and-so down the street just had a baby and looks better than ever. And it's right. like, right. it's not about them. Pam, whoever she is, <laughs> it's, it's about you. You know, it's about Pam. You. Are you watching? Yeah, right. no. okay. but, uh, but it's, it's about you and your experience and the season that allows for that change mm -hmm. and that time for you to put in to feel like yourself again. Yeah. Now that being said, I will say I am a better mom when I take better care of myself. Of right. course, hundred percent. Of course. Um, but that time, that first year after baby, yeah. is is kind of that gentle phase yeah. where you can be very chill about all the different, you know, pre-pregnancy genes and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that we need to focus not on so much, like you were saying, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Not so much what I look like, but how I feel. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's giving yourself that grace. If you just need to sleep a little more and not go work out right now, mm -hmm. yeah. do it. Like, make right. yourself feel good inside. And that's why when I am eating, we've said this many times on the show, when we are eating right, when we are drinking water, when we are working out, we feel better overall. Mm -hmm. And then we're better, we're better moms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. And as the kids get older, that's the example that we're setting. Mm -hmm. You know, when they're yes. zero to two, you know, are they really, and then they start to pay attention. Mm -hmm. What is mommy doing? What decisions is she making? you know, making sure that you're not saying those, any negative self-talk, mm -hmm. yeah. um, mm. that you're making decisions and that they're aware of them, that you're making working out a priority or water, whatever yes. it is, without ever comparing or because mm -hmm. they will 
absolutely take those traits on themselves then. Mm -hmm. sure. If mom talks about herself that way, then sure. maybe I need to view myself the mm -hmm. same way and, and worry about those same things. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I feel like we're just learning what that can do to a child. Mm -hmm. You know, I think back in the 80s when I was little and my mom was constantly on a diet, yeah. constantly yeah. on a diet, yeah. whatever the new fad diet was, the grapefruit, the whatever. And now I'm so conscious of what I say around my kids. Absolutely. Um, there's, we don't say the F word, you know, we don't say <laughs> fat. We don't say, uh, unless we're PHF. <laughs> but like, we're not talking about weight as a negative thing. We're right. not. We're just right. simply talking about foods that make you healthy and strong, yep. not foods that make you gain weight. It's about foods that give you energy or foods that feed your brain mm -hmm. yeah. or foods that are just fun foods. Mm -hmm. It's not about carbs. And I, I just don't want to put a negative connotation no. towards foods, especially this early in life, right. knowing what I was able to carry from my experience as a child. I hear it yeah. all the time. I hear you know, oh, my mom doesn't eat carbs. Like, mm. you're six. Like, <laughs> how do you know that? How do you know what a, you know, so you right. know what a carb is, you know, I mean, yeah. and then, then that's just sticking. Yeah. And so then when they go for that's true. a whole grain, which is a carb, or a piece of fruit, which is a right. carb, are they going to have negative? No. Right. Those are wonderful foods. You know, it should be part of your diet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, and so then you go to the opposite, and it's the dad bod, which is somehow celebrated. I like, seriously. how does this happen, right? Yeah. I mean, they embrace that with all of its glory. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. I, we should, we should embrace our mom bod. I think that's our new movement. Yeah. Embrace the mom bod. Whatever ha that is, like whatever you feel, whatever you feel comfortable in, embrace it. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. And then once you get to the place where you know baby is a year old, and you can focus a little bit more on yourself I think getting back into that you know carrying extra weight on you is never a good thing if it's not where your body's supposed to be so you know taking up those diet changes and exercise needs to be a portion of what you're moving forward with but then that goes into the age-old um, concept of I need to make time for me mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you know right. and that's something that I think all moms technically struggle with, that they, they don't put themselves first. for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, not just when your kids are little. I mean, my kids are older, and I still struggle with that. Mm. And I think that's when you go to your community of support, whether yeah. that's your best friends or even your doctor, and you say, this is something I want to do for me. I don't know where to start. I want yeah. help. And you will find it. It's just a matter of asking, because chances are, if you're feeling it, someone else in your body is feeling yeah. that pressure, yeah. too. Yep. Or just the the quote-unquote weight of like feeling not like yourself again mm -hmm. yep. and mm -hmm. just asking for help and encouragement even from a spouse I mean the moment I'm like I don't feel great about myself I am tired yeah. I feel like you know the darker days are coming with winter yeah. my husband and I get on a routine we're like okay let's wake up together let's work out or let's get a hike in or something active mm -hmm. to get that you know good flow energy going and, and then it kind of starts to grow from there each day mm -hmm. I think we also have to be cautious of how we are reacting to people who lose weight quickly after giving birth. I've had a couple friends that really, they just, their body just naturally takes it off. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think I've shared this before, but I was somewhere and I was holding my friend's newborn. I, I mean, I'm talking like a week and a half old. Yeah. And I'm holding the baby and she's next to me in skinny jeans. And someone came up to me like, oh, how old is your baby? I go, no, this would be her baby. Um, but I've seen some really 
awful things be said about people because they've taken off weight too quickly yeah. mm -hmm. or they're too thin, right. right? So it's not always about being overweight. Some of it's just the judgment of the female body from anyone, including ourselves mm -hmm. totally. or ourselves or other people. I remember getting criticism with my first pregnancy. Yeah, I only gained about 15, 20 pounds, but I was fuller to start with and yeah. everything was healthy and fine. And I think, and here I am, you know, and now people are saying, are they, is it hell? Is it okay? You just don't look, you know, and you think, right. you can't do anything right. Mm -mm. You know, you right. just can't That's do exactly anything right. right. And I, I don't know what to tell and you. And we need to, we do need to start that movement about embracing the mom bod during pregnancy, after yep. pregnancy, later on. Like, it doesn't matter. Okay. Right. Yep. Right. It's all about how we feel about ourselves and also just the concept, concept of, you know, how is everyone judging other people? There's just a better way to do it, it I think. Is. I agree. How about not? Exactly. Not exactly. <laughs> Being confident in and grateful for our bodies, no matter their shape, can be a challenge. Continuing to focus on your health and what your body can do instead of perfection is always our advice. We'll be right back with more from the Moms Network. Stay tuned. This episode of The Moms Network is brought to you by Basco Dermatology, your skincare experts. We really see bread and butter dermatology like acne, rosacea, hair loss, warts all the way to more complicated conditions like an autoimmune connective tissue disorder like lupus or dermatomyositis or an autoimmune blistering condition. In addition, I do provide surgical services and that encompasses removal, surgical removal of atypical moles, uh, something as benign as a cyst or a lipoma, all the way to skin cancer. And then we do offer cosmetic services. Every patient who comes to Basco Dermatology really feels heard. They receive personalized care, they will never feel rushed see your dermatologist regularly. Even something that can look very innocent to our eyes, such as a pink bump that is completely asymptomatic can actually turn to be a deadly cancer. A melanotic melanoma can present just like a pink bump. And I have seen many pink bumps, even in young adults. If there is one thing that I want to emphasize, it is go and see your dermatologist regularly, once a year um, to start with, and then more frequently if necessary. This episode of The Moms Network is brought to you by Basco Dermatology, your skincare experts. Welcome back to The Moms Network. For our next segment, Patty, Eric, and I welcome Dr. Juliana Basco of Basco Dermatology to discuss skincare as we age. As we get older, our skin changes whether we like it or not. Dr. Basco, can you share with us a little bit about your background and how you got into the field? Well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah. I'm glad to be here with you. 
Um, so I'm Dr. Bosco. I am the owner of Bosco Dermatology. Um, Bosco Dermatology is located here in Naperville. We opened in November 2018, so we've been here um, for about a year. Um, I am a board-certified dermatologist as well as a dermatopathologist, and my focus is in medical dermatology, surgical dermatology, as well as cosmetic dermatology. Okay. I see patients of all ages, uh, from newborns all the way to elderly. What are some of the top, say, three things that you treat at your office? So, right, so we treat a lot of acne in mm -hmm. adolescence. I treat a lot of skin cancer, um, and my passion is actually pig our, our pigmented lesions. Okay. including moles and melanoma. Okay. Um, and then do you refer out for those procedures or can you actually take care of them in your office? We actually take care of those in the office. So we do all the surgical excisions of skin cancers. Okay. Um, I know for myself, I've, I have never really had a big skincare regimen. Um, and I, I know that is unique. I think a lot of women have this process that they go through. Um, do you guys have something that you do on a regular basis? I do make sure that I wash my face every night. Like, okay. that's like something I love. Like, it's my <laughs> very favorite thing. Like, when I get, especially if it's a day where I've had like meetings and you have makeup on and you've been running. Like, there's nothing greater. Like, my family makes fun of me and how excited I get to wash. <laughs> <laughs> and moisturizer, which I really didn't start doing moisturizer till I did get older, and I just my my skin would get really dry really fast. I don't know if that is an age thing. Mm -hmm. Right. I think you've actually hit on a couple of very important points. So um, I agree. We always tell patients washing your face um, at least once a day would be mm -hmm. good. Um, often acne patients will recommend even twice a day, both morning and evening. Um, it is true that as we age, our skin is actually losing its water content, so mm. it becomes more dry. Ah and it becomes, you know, it has that dull appearance. Mm -hmm. The reason why is because we're losing hyaluronic acid. So that's one of the main sort of building blocks in our skin. That's the main hydrator we have. Hyaluronic acid also gives us volume, but it, it's hydrophilic. It actually attracts water. So it keeps that water in our skin. As we age, we're losing the hyaluronic acid. So, you know, our skin does get dry. So it is very important, yeah. right, to use a moisturizer. It is aging. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I wish someone would have told me when I was younger to start taking care of your skin. I think that's mm -hmm. the biggest thing mm -hmm. is I just, the last couple years, finally have started. And, you know, I had acne my whole life. And mm -hmm. now that I have a regimen, oh my goodness, it actually works, you right. know, when you're <laughs> right. using right. something and you're taking. And I always say kind of a, a tip, I always wash my face when I know at the end of the evening that I'm not going out anymore. Mm. Sometimes that might be 6 p.m. because yes. I'm not going to do it after right. I put the yeah. kids to bed when it's 9.30. And that's what you hear all the time is I'm too tired at the... It's it's two minutes, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> it's two, it's your face, right? And then just do it so that it's over with, you know. Mm -hmm. And and we deserve that. I think we go to the gym, we try to eat healthy, and yet we want to use the same bar of soap right. we wash everything else with. Is right. Right. You know? right, right, right. No, no, no. Have a different. <laughs> right. Just treat your skin, and your face a little right. differently. Right, right, right. <laughs> is the skin on our face different? very different than other parts of our body? Or is that's it kind actually, of universal? That's yeah, so that's actually a great question. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what I can tell you is that skin is the same, right, everywhere. Okay. However, what you're actually probably, your question is, uh, is sort of um, making me think of something very important. Mm -hmm. When we talk about aging of the skin, there's sort of two different processes. There's the intrinsic aging and there's that extrinsic aging. The intrinsic aging is sort of determined by your biologic makeup, right? Yeah. And it happens at a rate that's genetically determined, but okay. it happens throughout your skin. 
However, we do see a difference, right, between skin that is exposed to sun versus skin mm -hmm. that is not yeah. exposed to sun. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because on top of that intrinsic aging, we also have the extrinsic aging, which is basically practically photoaging. Okay. And what photoaging does is that it accelerates that aging process. It also um, it almost accentuates those um, aging features. Mm. So that's why when you compare, you know, photo, you know, photo exposed areas versus, or skin on photo exposed areas versus, you know, skin that has been protected from the sun, you actually see a difference. Even though that intrinsic aging is happening at the same rate throughout the body, you still see that difference. And the reason why is because now you have the photo aging, you have the, the effect of ultraviolet light that has, yeah. you know, expedited um, that aging process. And the face just happens to be one of the things that, that is available right. to the sun anywhere. Right. A lot of the times we're covered up exactly. other places. Right. And that's why we see aging a little bit more um, on the face okay. as opposed to other areas that are now, protected. Now, I've heard, is this true that um, sun exposure or sun damage that took place, let's say, in your teens and 20s, sometimes doesn't show up then until 10 years later. So you're great, you think you're fine, and then all of a sudden you're 35, and where did all this come from, <laughs> right? Correct, that right. Is, that's, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why, right, so it is more of a cumulative effect. Now there are, so if you have an intense sun exposure, like a blistering sunburn, mm -hmm. yes, you're gonna see the effect of that maybe a little bit earlier, a little bit sooner. Mm -hmm. However, if you just have chronic sun exposure right over the years, you may not see the effects of that until later on in life. Whether it be from a skin cancer point of view, that's why we see a lot of patients who come in to our office and they say, I'm not being exposed to sun. Yeah. I'm protecting, I avoid the sun. Uh -huh. um, why am I still getting skin cancers? Well, the reason why is because this is a cumulative you know, effect. Mm -hmm. And that's why now we're, <laughs> we're telling parents, start putting that sunscreen on your kids yeah. you know, right. early on. And kids yeah. hate putting sunscreen on. <laughs> I mean, it's like do. one of, yeah. of the top five things that I don't like as being a mom is putting sunscreen on my kids. Because it's just, it takes a lot of time, it's expensive, um, right. it, it just, and they're like, oh, they, right. you know, now they're older, they can put it on themselves. Right. But right. when I was younger, I grew up at a pool, swimming and diving, and we had the, the zinc oxide stuff <laughs> where, you know, it came in like a little tube and you put it on, and then it was really cool when it came out like pink and purple, right. different right. colors, right. and that stayed on all day. So I'm really appreciative that that's, you know, even though I was out in the sun so much, I don't know that I did everything on my whole body, but at least for that part of my face, part of I was face. I was really yeah. protected. Um, right. So would you say sun protection and hydration, probably? Right. I mean, what would you tell people to do? So, right. so the most right. So stop the process. Right, right, right. So since we're talking about the skincare products, right, so there's, I always tell patients there's three main products that you always want to put on your skin. The first one is a moisturizer, right, or a hydrator. Um, a moisturizer basically is just preventing the skin from getting dry. A hydrator is slightly different in the sense that it actually stimulates your body to synthesize that hyaluronic acid um, or to attract water and keep that water in the skin. So using either a hydrator or a moisturizer, that's definitely important. The second thing is using actually a uh, retinoid. And retinoids are these products that have been scientifically proven to actually um, uh, stimulate your body or your skin to synthesize collagen. It helps with volume and it actually, if you have collagen, you're not gonna have you know, as many wrinkles. But mm -hmm. over time, not only are we losing the ability to synthesize that collagen, but also we're degrading the collagen, right? So oh. we're not making mm -hmm. any more collagen, yet we're losing we're the one that we have. <laughs> right. Sounds horrible. So it's not good. So the retinoids, they're actually scientifically 
scientifically proven to uh, prevent the degradation of collagen as well as you know stimulate more synthesis of collagen. So having applying a topical retinoid at night, it's it's a must. Mm -hmm. And before we used to think, well, let's uh, let's wait until we have those wrinkles, right? Before we start using retinoids. And going back to something you had alluded earlier, um, instead of doing rejuvenation, we are now thinking and, you know, encouraging people to practice prejuvenation, mm. right? Start early on. You don't want to wait until those wrinkles have right. shown because it's very hard, you know, to get rid of those wrinkles. And skincare products, including retinoids, are not going to take away the wrinkles. They will slow down the aging process. Hopefully mm -hmm. you're going to get wrinkles at a slower rate, you know, going mm -hmm. forward, but they're not going to take away the wrinkles that you already have. So a retinoid is good, and then sunscreen. So it is very important to apply sunscreen. We normally recommend SPF 30 to 50, and then reapplying every couple of hours, especially when you know it's sunny outside, especially during the summer months. However, I always tell my patients, it's very important to apply sunscreen, regardless of the time of the year, whether it's winter or summer, mm -hmm. whether it's sunny outside or not, um, there's definitely UV rays that are reaching the earth. So you always need to put sunscreen. So just to recap, there's three main you know, products to, to be used on a daily basis, mm -hmm. a moisture Moisturizer, a topical retinoid, and sunscreen. Now, can awesome. you? I mean, there's sometimes there's moisturizers with sunscreen. Do you recommend that, or should you do moisturizer and then sunscreen separate? That's a great question. As long as the moisturizer has a sunscreen with SPF 30 or higher, mm. that is totally okay. fine. Mm -hmm. But a lot of moisturizers have an SPF of 15, right. yeah. um, mm -hmm. so that's not sufficient. So you can put your moisturizer, and then on top of the moisturizer, we do recommend the sunscreen. And you should not use a moisturizer that has an SPF in the evening, correct? Or can I mean, so that would be a reason to have two different moisturizers, one with SPF, one without? Correct, or, okay. right. In the evening, you don't need the, the sunscreen. Right. So it's just an extra you know, product that you're putting on your skin that is not necessary, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. An extra chemical. So yeah. we do not recommend, right, having a, uh, a moisturizer with sunscreen in the evening. Okay. So we're talking a lot about what we're putting on our skin. What about what we're putting in our bodies? Mm -hmm. um, I know that when I'm drinking all the water and I'm eating all the good vegetables and, <laughs> and, and I've cleaned up my diet as far as right. not eating a lot of sugar, right. my skin feels yeah. better, it feels glowier. Right. And right. so, so can you speak to that? Because we talk right. so much about the products we want right. to put in, but there's also a way we can right. help right. ourselves with right. what we're putting in our body. I completely agree. So lifestyle is very important. We always say eat a balanced, healthy diet. And especially when it comes to skin, a diet that is rich in antioxidants is mm -hmm. the best diet. The reason why is because antioxidants Basically, they, they prevent free radical formation. Free radicals are this, you know, substances in our body that are not good. Yeah. They, um, they induce like little Pac-Man. Exactly, like right, right. And then they, you know, induce. Oh, that was a good analogy. Exactly. They induce inflammation in our body. That inflammation also leads to degradation of collagen. Um, so you can, you can see how by having more free radicals, then you're aging a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. So by having a diet full in antioxidants, you're preventing those free radicals. Hence, you can slow down the aging process. And in terms of antioxidants, we talk about vitamin C. That's a very potent antioxidant. Mm -hmm. okay. Vitamins, uh, vitamin E, ferulic acid, green tea, you know, uh, coenzyme Q10, um, things like that. The other thing is, you know, for patients, for example, who smoke, they do see mm. that they age a lot faster yeah. than they would normally do without smoking. So we always recommend, you know, smoking sensation as one way to uh, remain youthful. Um, pollution, for example, mm. living in an area that, you know, has high pollution can definitely, you know, mm. pollution can actually age you yep. uh, faster as well. 
and then in terms of habits, I mean, sleeping, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's very important. Exercising, that's very important. Drinking lots of water, mm -hmm. that's good at hydrating your skin. Mm -hmm. So yes, I completely agree. There's other things that we can do in addition to applying the skincare products. What about alcohol and things that we drink? Is alcohol going to act similarly in a different way to cigarette smoking? Uh, correct. Alcohol too, because it increases that the, the levels of uh, inflammatory markers in your body. So okay. that can also lead to um, aging. Okay. And it's interesting because you talk about the genetics part as well. Some of that you just can't change. Correct. Um, right. And there's some people that have situations going on where they're going to be aging quicker no matter what they do. Right. And some people that can, you know, eat, drink, smoke, and live in pollution and exactly. their skin looks like, <laughs> right. you know, right. <laughs> they're like right. a teenager. So it is, right. I agree. It is a dichotomy right yeah. between the two. Okay. Completely agree. All right. Now we mentioned that um, you know once you have wrinkles, you really can't get rid of them. Like they're not going, but there are things you can do to make them less visible. Correct. Like what right. kinds of things right. can you do to? Not that I'm asking. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. if I knew somebody, <laughs> right? Um, what kind of things for could a you friend, do? For I'd a friend, I'd like to know. Right. What kind of treatments can people yeah. do? To, get, to make them less visible. Yeah, so I think you've probably heard of what I'm about to say. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but um, so normally, if you do have wrinkles and we wanna get rid of those wrinkles temporarily, not permanently, um, we can inject Botox. So Botox is a, it's a neurotoxin. It basically acts at that what we call neuromuscular junction where the muscle meets the nerve. And what it does is that it prevents that muscle from contracting. So the reason why we get a lot of you know, wrinkles when we do facial expressions, such as when we smile, mm -hmm. we get the crow's feet, or when we raise our, our eyebrows, we get the forehead lines. The reason that is is because that muscle is contracting. So Botox is preventing that contraction of the muscle so that you can still do all those facial expressions, but you will not see the lines. One of the misconceptions that I hear from patients is that they think that by doing Botox, it's going to take away all the wrinkles, even the wrinkles mm. at rest. If those wrinkles are there without you doing any facial expressions, then Botox might you know, soften them a little bit, will make them a little bit less prominent, but mm. it's not gonna make them go away completely. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know but that. it does work on the dynamic wrinkles, not okay. the wrinkles at rest. That too, it's only temporary. It lasts about three to four months, so you sort of have to keep up with it. After three to four months, things go back to where they were originally. But mm. they don't get worse. They do not get worse, correct. Okay. Well, thank you for that information, and I know it's so important to set patients' expectations as to what the results are going to get, and some of the, they may not. That's correct. So. I agree. Taking care of your skin is part of your health care that should not be overlooked, especially as we age. Thank you, Dr. Basco, for joining us thank today you. to share some of your tips for keeping that youthful glow. We appreciate you tuning in to the Moms Network. Remember, you are always invited. This episode of The Moms Network is brought to you by Basco Dermatology, your skincare experts.